Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Auburn Express. What's up, everybody? We are back. Your man, Ike Jones, my guy, Paul, my guy, Kenny. We're here. The Amen Corner. Can I get an amen? Amen. (laughs) Yes, indeed. This is the Amen Corner podcast, a collection of SEC football fans from different SEC teams coming together to talk ball once a week. Powered by the War Report. Represent Georgia, Paul Meharry. Representing Florida, Kenny B. And representing Auburn, Ike Jones. You are now listening to listening to Nick Harbor. You brought this up before we got on. Nicholas Harbor apparently is the flash and he runs ridiculously Man. fast. What what did you say it was, Paul? Did he run? I don't want to I don't want to say it for sure because I don't know, but it, it's it was the fastest uh high school number for a 60 meter dash. Mm. And he's six foot five, two twenty-five. Six five, two twenty-five, and he put up the fastest 60 meter dash, potentially unofficial. I don't know if we got any real numbers out here about that. Is he is he a track kid by by uh yeah so nature? so he's kind of a different breed. So at Archbishop Carroll, Washington, D.C., right? And if you haven't looked into this kid, it's probably because none of the three fan bases that, you know, we cover uh, are really after him. It looks like... Uh, I have a chance with him. Yeah. Well, well, no, it's not that. It's it's not that. I mean, it looks like he's going to South Carolina. I mean, Maryland's kind of playing in his recruitment. So, like... What, what year is he? He's 2023. So he's oh, really? oh, he's a 23 yeah. kid. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, he's a... He's a you know, top five star kid uh, across the board. And uh, for whatever reason, his recruitment has been weird, man, because uh, apparently he wants to run track professionally. And with that type mm. of speed, you would, you would see why. So a he lot wants of folks to go to South Carolina. Yeah. A lot of folks are wondering if like he is going to really put it all in on the football field. So uh, that makes sense. But I mean, like if you're a track kid, why not LSU or Florida or, I mean, those are better track programs than this. Oh, okay. Well, let me not disrespect South. Does South Carolina have a good track program that I just I don't know, know yeah. about? I don't know. I don't know. They might. I don't Maybe. know. Uh, they're not better than Florida. Um, no. Track and field wise. But um, like Paul just said, um, I think people are a little iffy when it comes to because he wants to run professionally. And when you're one, wanting to run professional track, like you kind of got to pick one. Like yeah. it's cool to play football and all, but you can't do both. Um, professionally, and, and yeah. that training is just too rigorous. So I, yeah, it's because a you guys know we remember uh, DK Metcalf going out there trying to he 
tried to run, you know, it's like, yeah, you're, you're football fast, bro. But like, nah, these dudes, it's different trying to run the track situation. Or you have those guys who are track guys. I'm thinking about a guy like Anthony Schwartz that played for Auburn, yeah. right? Who he plays professional football, but like the biggest knock on him is that he just wasn't a football player. He was a track guy playing football. He wasn't a foot, like, he's not Tyreek Hill, who the, the, the speed translates to football energy like i i think it'd be interesting to see what tyreek hill would do out there on a track but i still don't think he's touching professional sprinters uh even mm-hmm. as fast as he is just because the kind of speed that you have to be able to generate to be a professional sprinter is like it's different bro like it's just a different kind of running uh yeah. so yeah i mean yeah. and and you know i think he's one of them and speaking about two sports athletes uh and national signing day and kind of moving that agenda along you've got deuce robinson that tight end out of phoenix 66 225 looks like georgia guy right yeah looks like georgia's gonna get him uh but he really wants to so he really wants to play pro baseball i'm tired of georgia getting all the freaking tight ends man hey man i'm gonna be honest with you i'm tired of georgia getting all the freaking tight ends bro he's not the only one man use them all (laughs) (laughs) they they will seriously like uh, georgia's gonna be the first team to have a three tight end lineup as part of their base package next season and this, still be no. able to run. You want to know what's like super, super crazy about all of it is Georgia could potentially get four of the top 10 tight ends. Yeah, they've already got two of them locked they've in. Already got right two. Deuce would be a third and then uh, Walker Lyons. But Walker Lyons is on a mission mission trip, right? Well, he's, he's, a, he's a Mormon, so he would not be re- enrolling until next year. But he will count towards this year, which again, boom, look at that. We're just rolling along. Again, goes to uh, the new rankings. If Georgia signs both those kids, they jump Alabama, who nobody thought. Alabama yeah, I definitely jumped by. Yeah, I, d- I definitely uh, thought Bama had put a number up there that nobody was going to be able to close out. At, but before the uh, national signing day, and- they jump Alabama by, according to our uh, main man on the board at UJSports.com, who crunches all the numbers, uh, jumping by nine points. So, oh wow, that's a significant. So, th- so there's too. something to watch out for, Ike, in terms of uh, National Signing Day. But you kind of beg the question. I'll, I'll throw it to both of you guys. Does National Signing Day actually matter now? Uh, it, it used to, man. It used to be so much fun, guys. Yeah. Oh my God, it was like you would take off work. You would. I mean, it was a commitment after commitment, and now kids are just like they're already on campus now so you have what is what is what is national signing day because it's coming up before we talk next you said you said what is it yeah what is it now i i mean i I, it's nothing really (laughs) like most of the kids you already know where like there's a lot of kids right now who haven't quote unquote committed but they like already silently signed national letters of intent and they're just waiting for national signing day to announce because they're having some sort of ceremony at their school for all of it because they're seniors but yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't mean a ton anymore, um, in my opinion. It's, it's lost a lot of its luster because a lot of what has happened is already done. And, I mean, look, look at the amount of kids that signed in the early signing day period this time, in the last couple of years, really. Um, and those bigger programs that are there in the top 10, a lot of them are using the pressure of Listen, we'll we'll just give the scholarship to somebody else. If you don't want to go ahead and yeah. lock it in before early signing day, we'll just we'll, we'll we'll pull the offer and we'll give it to somebody else. So it's like you don't have all this time to think about it, and you're, they're taking a lot of that leverage back away from these athletes um, to be able to get them locked in early. 
Yeah, for sure, man. It's uh like you say, I didn't even know what day regular signing day was like. It's coming up next Wednesday. Man. Like it's yeah, I was like, it's oh, coming wow. Wednesday. That's nuts because I know as far as Florida, like we're not going after anybody. Realistic, like majority of the guys are like you say are gone. Yeah. Um our whole class is on campus except except three kids. So it's like at this point, like what are we waiting for? Yeah. It's it's just it sucks. They just need to make it one day. Um, I get why, you know, folks wanted it two days initially because of poaching and things like that. But with NIL and everything going on now, it's just better to just make a new day, like make it like the first of like, you know, early January. So you still have time for portal and all that stuff, but just make it one day at this point. Yeah, I mean, and you have to kind of look at it, too, with transfers. Like if you don't lock your spot in before those transfers start going in the portal, I mean, yeah. you, you you might not have a spot. So like, it's one of those things like f around and find out type thing. Yeah. Like, oh, you want to you want to slow play? All right, well, we'll just go find the same you, but he's better and he's proven in the portal. Yeah, and, he's uh, had a year in somebody's spring camp already yeah. for a year, or at least a fall somewhere. He's had a fall. He might he even have how, playing time. He knows how college goes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a like, redshirt freshman. You're a freshman, same class. I mean, it, it, nothing to me. Yeah. No sweat off my back. All right, cool. So yeah, this, you know, it's it's interesting, right? Because I'm gonna be honest, Ike. Until you said National Signing Day, kind of like Kenny, I was like, oh, that's yeah, it's the first Wednesday of February. Then yeah. you that used to be such a big day, Mike. Yeah. We used to, for UGA sports, we used to have this uh, spot in Athens called the Blind Pig, and UGA sports members would come out to this place at 7 a.m. and start drinking and leave at like four. And folks did that for years, like 20 plus years. This was a ritual. You had to get there early. You got a booth. And if you didn't know somebody, you weren't sitting at a booth. Like it was, you you locked it down, VIP style. TV's on everywhere. And it was such a huge deal because it was so much fun, man. It was like, it was, uh, the last time I remember going to it was Derek Brown's. Mm. And... Georgia thought they had him, man. Georgia thought they had him. I mean, we, we had it on good authority that Georgia had Derrick Brown. And then he went to Auburn. And, man, you could have you could have dropped a fork in there and would have ran everybody out of there. They were so scared. Yeah. Uh, because – but th- that was what was fun about National Signing Day was, was that hype. You don't have that anymore. Um, I guess and, you, but you know, And early signing day doesn't feel like no, National Signing Day used it to. Doesn't. No, it doesn't. It doesn't have that same feel. Like you still have some kids announcing, right? Yeah. But then the the other thing too is like you have these uh, Army All American and Under Armour games, and even the Polynesian Bowl, which is you know picking up steam because I mean who wouldn't want to go to Hawaii and right. you know, hang out right. there for a week? Um, but all of those are after early signing day. All of them are after early signing. So like you, I guess you can wait to announce. I think they had what like two or three kids, maybe they had a twenty. No, they, they, they had quite a bit of people that announced at that, but like. So I mean, because like, uh, bro, it used to it used to be like the who's who: Travis yeah. Hunter, Derrick yeah. Browns, uh, Justin Fields announcing at those things. Yeah. Now it's like, um, hey, three star that's going to Western Michigan. You want right. to come to the All American game because we need somebody to announce. Yep. You yeah. Know, it's, it's just, the, the All American game has definitely lost its luster. You don't have the same kind of high profile guys because because to your point, a lot of what they were doing to sell that was the announcements. And oh, you yeah. just have less like most of those guys are already committed. So it's not a you know, if they come, you know, they they're talking about where like 
actually don't even like watching the game anymore because like a lot of it, they're they're sitting there talking about where kids gonna go play, but like you don't they're not really even calling the game. They're like having right. sidebar conversations right. about, yeah, the, the such and such recruit is here and he's this guy, da da da. And like they're having a five minute conversation about some quarterback who just went three and out and you don't know any of the other people who are playing any of the other positions without having to go get like a full sheet and pause your TV and be like, okay, that's such and such out there. He's playing on it. Like you just, it just doesn't have the same kind of thing. They don't, I don't even know that they announce lineups anymore in this thing. Like it's just, I I think they like call them out at the beginning. Right. But like, but I'm just saying like our starting lineups are going to be, they don't even do that anymore. Like you don't know who, if you don't know the offensive lineman or don't catch a glimpse of the back of their jersey, you don't even know who's playing on the line during a free. Oh, yeah, play. you're definitely following because you know, like, your recruit is there. Right. So you're like, oh, let me see what he does. But if you don't know your recruit is there and you've been watching, like, practice on Instagram and stuff, yeah, you're not going to know. I mean, the, the crowd, like, I watched the Under Armour game and yeah, nothing. I was like, is anybody there? Like, yeah. it was the like families, like, family, that's about it's it. It's crazy, empty. Yeah. It's like COVID year. It's it's, it's yeah. nuts. Yeah. And, and the it, thing it is, like, is, these teams used to be popping too. So I think, you know, we've we've talked about this whole and it's back when Dion was coaching though. Yeah, yeah, when <laughs> Dion had it. Yeah. But I mean, we we talked about this and and I think this just kind of expands on what we've been talking about the last few weeks and how college football is evolving. This yeah. is one of those things where do these games exist five years from now? Like Except maybe the Polynesian ball. I think that thing's bumping, man. You had Nico down there. You had you had kids down there. I mean, when I saw they they put that out, I was like, yeah, that's a brilliant move. Yo, you want you want kids to play in your game? Yeah, tell them to come to last Hawaii. Year, all the guy, last year, all the guys went. Harold Perkins. Oh yeah, uh, Travis Hunter. All those guys. You talking about you want to send me to Hawaii? Yeah. I don't care. We're paid for a week, free food for a week, and I just got to come out there and and, and do some practice. And play football? Like, yeah. So that might be the only one that survives. The other two, I, I don't know, man. Unless unless somehow you can – and you can't do this. You can't make it any earlier because you have state championship football right. games. Make it before uh, early signing day is the only way that that game carries any weight uh, from here on out. So, so I'm wondering, do – you know, so Under Armour sponsors one of them. The other one is um, the the Army – just the right. army, I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but I'm wondering, do those two entities lobby to the NCA to get them to push early signing day? They, they ain't got that much weight, do they? You don't think so? I mean, Under yeah. Armour sponsors a bunch of teams, right, in the collegiate sports. Mm-mm. The U.S. Army mm-hmm. probably don't have no weight, but I'm just, I'm just asking, like, do, do you think that they figure out, uh, you know, advertisers or whatever, try to lobby to the NCA and say, hey, man, listen, you're, you're killing. Our 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 game here, and the game is good for you guys. For blah blah blah, can we just push that early signing day back till after these um, games so that we can have this thing? Right? I don't think so because you have so many lives that get affected by it that aren't worth the game. Right? You got coaches moving on, you got players in the transfer portal. Like this is all a, a fast pace moving business. Like, like our, don't you think the coaches would would appreciate a little bit more time to try to do some of this sure. stuff too? Sure, because like their their current recruiting schedule is almost twelve months, right? Like you don't ever you there is there's dead periods that exist, but like it's a week, and then yeah. you, you get like maybe two weeks of like actually being able to take a break. But because early signing day is such a big deal, you don't really get a break from recruit. Like the season ends, and you are immediately back out on the recruiting trail because you got to try to cl- yeah. close your early signing day class. 
Like you don't yeah, get a I'm, break right now. I guarantee every coach in the Power Five would be like, "Hey man, cancel these games. I'd rather have them on my campus for that weekend." <laughs> like <True. laughs> they'd be like, "I don't care about these games. Tell, come come to town." I, I, wonder, I wonder if you pulled coaches though, would they also say cancel early signing day and let's just do the, let's go back to the normal one, you know? Cause what was, the, what was the reason? I can't even remember. I'm, I'm, well, I mean, so um, you, you had guys who wanted to sign because they wanted to be able to be, to enroll, right? They wanted to be able okay, to be Okay. So that's what it was. Yeah. You're yeah, right. You're get right. Into, to, for the you're spring. Right. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think you could still do that. Like you said, if it's an early January date, but then you still have a really quick turnaround if it's early January to get there. And, and because if you don't already know where you're going to be, right, and you just sign in that paperwork in early January to uproot your life and then try to get to somebody's campus within two weeks is a lot. And I mean, go ahead. That's what kids do. They, they play in the Under Armour. They're like, Under Armour game Wednesday on, next campus, day. Yeah. on campus Thursday. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, I think, I think that kind of goes to your point, though, Ike. Uh, that college football is a nonstop 12 month grind now because you know, you, you change this signing day so you can have kids on campus for spring. Right. And so you can get them on campus for spring. Well, you're, you're already looking to the next, next class. So like Kirby smart and those guys, they won the championship on that Monday. I want to say it was before the end of the week. They did this whole like 10 coaches at 10 schools. We were visiting a hundred schools before the end of the week. And they're going to some schools that don't even have prospects. They're just going to go talk to the coaches and, and build relationships. But, like, you just won the national title. Right. But you can't take any days off because you're afraid somebody's going to beat you. And yeah. I think, you know, I, I don't know what what can fix that uh, but or if it can be fixed. But I think college football now, as we view it, is a 12, 12-month, 12 year-long sport. There's yeah. always something going on now. Yeah, because you're budding right up against your springtime, right? Because because yep. spring practices are going to be like they've already started spring workouts, yep. right? So the practices are going to be starting soon. Then you're going to have your spring game that you got to get prepped for. Then you're going to get a small break, and you're going to be right back at it with summer workouts. And then you're going to that's going to run summer you. visits. You got yep. kids coming on unofficials to come watch workouts and and do their workouts. Yep, and then uh, you're right. going to be right back into fall camp. Like <laughs> and yeah, once fall okay. camp starts, you're still trying to get prepped to figure out what your visit schedule is going to be for high school football. So you got to get you got to plan that along with your stuff that you've got going on, which is why when you start talking about separating haves and have nots, these yeah. programs that actually have like full recruiting staffs and then full on the field staffs like when they, you know, Bama started this. Bama started this with the eight billion analysts. Right. Like we're going to yeah. have people who are going to be dedicated to working on game plans, people who are dedicated to working on skill stuff, and then people who are dedicated to working on recruiting stuff. And we can compartmentalize in that way. Some of these other schools can't do that. The guy who's doing the recruiting is the guy who's prepping the game plan, is the guy yeah. who is uh, yeah. doing drills and stuff. like. And there's not even a big drop-off, Ike. Like, there's probably some Power 5 teams mm-hmm. out there that don't that don't have that luxury. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, like, we're not talking group of five. There's like, there, there's like 15 schools and then everybody else. We well, just got it. Uh, yeah, Florida he, just got it. Like, yeah, we right, literally yeah, right. I had to hire 50 people. Yeah, with those for, crazy ass names y'all were giving them too. Oh, uh, the game <laughs> changer. Yeah. Uh, game changer. <laughs> quality then control change. game changer. What the? Then, then changer thing. Special teams coach. Just yeah. a fun name. But yeah, like, you have to have these guys. Yeah. And like, because everybody other than 
Saban or Kirby realistically is a year or two years away from being fired. So you don't have the luxury like, as far as like um as far as bad seasons, like a year or two of bad football and you're gone. I don't care if you have a 10 year contract and you make 100 million or it's a two year. Like it doesn't matter. Two, two bad seasons in a row. You might get you might get canned. Are those the only two coaches? I don't want to change up the subject, but are those, uh, you brought up a good point. Are those the only um, two coaches right now that, after two years of just mediocre football, they could still stay around? I don't. I don't know that those are the only two coaches. I'll say this: there are very few that are in the top tier of people. There, there are very few programs that people feel can realistically either win their conference or make it to the national. Uh, the college football playoff that aren't two years away from being fired, right? Like there's a couple of fan bases. I'll LSU. I'll throw LSU out there. Mm. As much as Brian Kelly did last year, let him have a bad season this year, right? Mm-hmm. Like the hype going into this season for LSU after being that close to like they won the West in year one. Let him have a seven win season this year. And then follow that up with another six, seven win season the year after that. Yeah, Brian Kelly's going to be on the hot seat because he's got too much talent. You're wasting too much talent. We've got too much money. You can't produce these kind of results in LSU. It's going to be a real thing. Yeah. Um, you think about the situation in Florida right now with, with Billy Napier. Billy comes out here and he doesn't win eight games. They're going to start calling for his head. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, like, yeah. There, there are very... You, you don't have a lot of Kentuckys out there in the world who can be every year we could be the sleeper team in the SEC East and keep your job. Like, Stoops would be a fool to leave Kentucky. Like, the expectations for him are always <laughs> moderately high, and he always underperforms them, and they have never gotten rid of that guy. They love him in Kentucky. Can't get enough of him because, you know, let let uh, let them tell it. It's a basketball school. We don't care what happens in football. Well, let your basketball coach tell it. They don't care. Um, <laughs> Arkansas, same way, right? Like, Arkansas was supposed to be this powerhouse. Like, I, I don't hear people calling for his job in Arkansas, but he was supposed to freaking potentially challenge for the West this year. And they woefully underperformed in that. But he's going to be in that job. But you can't do that at LSU. Texas A&M is, is a, a whisper away from being there, right? Um, Florida, State, like, Florida State, let, Norval, Nor, let, uh, let Norvell fall on his face next year. Yeah, Florida State's not going to, uh, uh, not Tennessee, but uh, Texas. There's yep, no right. way Sarkeesian is going to be able to reproduce what he did last year and people are going to be happy. Right, and let's be real, like let some hot names become available behind the scenes. Like, yeah. you know what, that year, what, the last year? Where the it was what ten head coaches got hired, yeah. it was crazy. It'll happen again. Like let them talk about Urban coming back, or somebody wants to come down from the NFL. Like, they will listen, fire those coaches. Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury Please. lost his job, right? He's going to be a hot. Every coaching search that happens in college, somebody's going to mission Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury for that yep. position. And there's going to be some team that feels like they're one coach away from contending for, especially when we get into the 12 team. I oh my you. God. Yeah. It's when you crazy. get to the 12 team, you're going to have the, the, the coaching carousel is going to be nuts. crazy nuts. because look, if we can bring in, if we can bring in Cliff Kingsbury and fire uh, Billy Napier and we can get to the 12, team, boom. 
Hey. You know, like they're going to do it. They're going to try. And then if that doesn't work out, then it's the next dude. And it's just this arms race, man. And again, it goes back to we are now in a full 12 month football, yeah. like college Which football. makes it even more crazy when you talk about firing people, right? Because, because the cycle never, like, there's, it was never really a great time to fire a coach. But there's really but, not now. The, that's why you're seeing more coaches get fired in the middle of a season now. That's probably the best. That's probably the best time. It's it's the only time because you have to figure out who the next guy is going to be, and then he has to hit the ground running literally from the moment that season ends, so that you can figure out how to get to early signing day without limping, and you can pull a, you can keep some sort of semblance of a class, and who do you keep from that old staff that we can keep on board to keep the class together, that kind of stuff. You have to fire before the season ends. Like, I thought it was crazy when Auburn fans were calling for Brian Harson's job before the season ends. In retrospect, made complete sense. Yeah, Makes complete to. sense. There's no way you get to early signing day with any semblance of a respectable class, except for you know the guy that's previously there isn't there anymore. So you go ahead and cut ties with whoever was tied to him in that staff, and you pivot in a different direction. Hey, let me tell you who else. Say Cliff decides to take a year off, right? So you're talking about at the end of the 2024 season, right? You have Cliff Kingsbury available. You have, let's say, Dan Mullen is the OC for Bama. Very possible now. He pops up, has has his one year at Bama head coach rehabilitation, uh, and, he, and he's available. Now what's, you what's, have the guy, two, what's the OC right now at Texas A&M? Um, by Petrino? Petrino. Like Petrino. He, do you nah, think that Petrino nah. gets to group of five? I'm not saying power five. Do you think a group of five coach, I mean, a uh, squad? Probably. Right. So he could go. So uh, again, uh, with the OC for the Cowboys, uh, um, Kellen, uh, Moore? Kellen, Kellen Moore, Moore yeah. say he wants to come to college. It's a lot of names that Garrett that Riley, if he actually up. does something significant in, in his stint right now, as he, well, he's moving to, uh, where, is, where is he going to right now? Clemson. Is it Clemson? Yeah. Yeah. So he this year, because he let, let him reproduce and have Clemson's offense actually looking like something again. He's going to get some head coaching looks somewhere. That Brian Johnson guy you guys were talking about. I looked him yeah. up. Jalen Hurts quarterback coach. Yeah. There's there's going the coaching carousel gets very interesting because again, 12 team playoff is looming. And so you're saying to yourself, we need to have our guy in here who's going to put us in a position to make the playoff in that next year. You're going to have a lot of this conference realignment stuff that's going to start happening. By that time, you get Texas and Oklahoma coming over to the SEC. They're going to they're going to want to have that figured out, right? Like Yeah, if, like is Venables the guy? Yeah, if Venables you know, isn't like, the guy at OU, we got to figure Sark something. the guy, you know, yeah. like both of them. Both those schools are coming into the SEC with two coaches that everybody thought were going to be the guys and now yeah. it's like this is this is the year. If not, then you're going to have you're going to be like rebuilding coming into the SEC with a new coach. Yep. So those could be two like you want to talk about Cliff Kingsbury yep. or like Eric uh, Bieniemy, like some some, some of these yeah, guys. Like, yeah, but but both, all of those teams are going to be swinging for the fences. They're going to yep. want the biggest name they could possibly land because they have to. Sh- it's got to be seismic. Like it can't just be some. Oh, that's a solid hire. Those fan bases don't no. want solid hires. They don't. They want somebody who's going to freaking be, oh, yeah, you're saying Florida. We're, we're, li- we're living it right now. Like, yeah. you have a thing where it's like the guy who's going to rebuild the program and, you know, you can't 
can't fly a plane that you're building and all that good jazz. Mm-hmm. And seven years ago, seven, six, yeah, Billy, what you want to know, he got his four years, five to build the program. Now, two years, and then the AD is, uh, he's already on the hot seat because it's a new president. Yeah. The president that, comes that prior, to AD, Listen, prior to coach. Auburn just went through this. AD gets <laughs> exits, and the guy who he hired is is on the hot seat literally the next day. Bring in King, King Kingsbury. Hey. <laughs> who? Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. Okay, I, I, I heard yeah. like yeah. Cling, cling, one, cling, one, one of them. <laughs> one of them. <laughs> Boom, hop, <house>, man. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Dang on, man. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah, man. It's I, this is it's it's seismic stuff that's about to start happening. And then don't let you know any of these rumors of some of these guys um, from college wanting to go jump pro, right? Like, don't let a hardball guy get out of here. Like, Michigan is immediately going to be trying, like, because if a Michigan job becomes available, now you've got to make a move. You got to fit, like, okay, so I can't let him go to, like, we can't let we can't let Michigan get the next hot name, and, and we're stuck here with our mediocre coach that's got us here in purgatory. We got to make a move to go get somebody else. Yep. So, yeah, to, you know, you use the right term. It's an arms race, man. And once you start figuring out, like, how to stockpile those arms, the, the problem the problem with this is you stockpile a bunch of arms and then it doesn't work. And then you're you're in a situation like we are in Auburn where you're saddled with a bunch of fired coaches' salaries. Yeah. For, like, uh, I think it was Georgia Tech basketball had that going on. They had, like, three coaches they were paying – and they just everybody was like, fire this next basketball coach. And Georgia Tech was like, we literally can't afford to. We are right. paying three guys to not be in this building right now. Yep. Like, so yeah, it's you get into that purgatory of buyout purgatory. Yep. Um, and that <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about just money getting thrown out the window when you could be using that towards like well, you can't really use towards NIL, but you get what well, I'm I mean, saying. You, you can you can bolster your staff, right? Like you can put yeah. these mega staffs together if you've got the right guy at head coach because you're not paying because you don't have, you know, two or three guys that you're paying to not be there anymore. But which, you know, the, the buyout situations that these coaches are are getting are is ridiculous at this point right. in time. Like yeah. like why am I continuing to pay you millions of dollars to not be in the building? And then, them, and then, that they, that, they but see that that's and that's how these guys like Bama and Georgia have been able to get these top analysts, right? Because they got a coach who's sitting on a buyout deal. He can't. Well, he can, but if he goes and gets another job, his buyout significantly decreases in a lot of these situations. So I can go take an off the field uh, spot somewhere and be the best analyst in the world. Is it head coach or or a coordinator? I think it's any on the field position, right? So like they can't take on the field positions anywhere. They can't be an OC. They can't be a position group guy. But if they're an analyst and off the field analyst, they can do that and take freaking next to nothing because I'm getting paid millions of dollars for my last job. Yeah, I can just come in here and put game plans together. Yeah, Mike Mike Bobo, perfect example at Georgia. Yeah. He's getting paid from God. I don't even know where his last stop was. Was it Auburn? here Auburn? Yeah. yeah, he's getting paid from Auburn. Yeah, uh, the same helped. thing happened with Muschamp. Muschamp was an analyst when he first walked onto the Georgia staff. Yep, he was still getting paid from Florida and South Carolina. Yep, he didn't have to do anything. 
Yep, that's why they get paid like I think it's like twenty five grand or something like that. Ridiculously yeah. low amount. They're paying them grad student money. Yeah, <laughs> and and they're like one of the best coaches at this job. They're, they're basically like, paying them just so they can get like health insurance. Is what yeah. it is. Like <laughs> what it's it is. Nothing. They're paying them the least amount of money because and, and they don't care because I'm I'm still getting millions from the last school that just fired me. Right. Hey, just sit up in his booth behind the OC and just. Put this Whisper headphone, something headset in his ear. on. Hey, and hey, just, you know, hey. Just, nah, just nah, 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 nah. For this play, we need to go. Hey, uh, let's go red to go red to. <laughs> I think. I think technically, I think they are not allowed to have headsets on. I no, think. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they, they're, 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 not, they, they, they're technically not supposed to have any on the field contribution if they're an analyst. Yeah. They're supposed to only help with game plan stuff and get you to the game. But during the game, they're not supposed to have any. But they're on the field, though. Yes, they are. They're on the field. So, like Buster, Fa- so like Buster Faulkner was at Georgia. He's now Georgia Tech's OC. Um, Stetson Bennett was like his, his uh, prodigy, and he was on the field uh, helping in any way he could, but he was an analyst. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it certain things other thing i really wanted to get into was these mock drafts that have started Mm. coming out so we're Mm. starting to get into the time you know where um the experts out there the mel kuypers and the uh what's the other guy that's the big todd mcshay todd mcshay kuypers and the mcshays of the world are putting out their mock drafts and they're starting to float some names out there and uh i thought there were some interesting things right so let's start with uh Georgia potentially back to back years number one overall pick in the draft. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what that's what who's Mel picking Kuiper, Yeah, that's what that's what Mel Kiper has right now. He has he has Jalen Carter going to the Bears now. The Bears. I could definitely see this number one pick getting now. Now Kenny's shaking his head. Y'all can't see that, but here's the thing: if this first pick doesn't get traded, they're not going after a quarterback. They're going to go no. get the best player available. Yeah, it's going to be between Carter and Will Anderson. Yeah, and. Carter right now on everybody's board is is the best. That's yeah. You know? I mean, and then like I mean, who, who who else is on that? Like I don't I don't know the Bears' defensive line well enough to know whether they need an interior or an exterior guy. Uh, let's, see. let's see. I can. I you know you know I'm <laughs> that's good the at, thing. Like they're they're in a position they need to, like, to need a lot. Like you don't waste. They I mean, they have they have definitely been like hemorrhaging defensive talent on that team. Oh for my the last god. Five okay, years. I'm a, I'm gonna keep it a stack with you right now. I know one of their starters' names, and I'm pretty good at this stuff. Like spit, I, spit out a couple of names to me. So the only name I know that starts for them is their safety, Jaquan Brisker. Okay, Brisker, former Penn State guy. Yep. Okay, so here's their line, the Bears. Travis Gibson. Gibson Don't know him. Gibson, yeah. Gibson uh, Bender. Mike Pennell Jr. Mike? Justin, oh, no. Actually, no, I don't know. Justin either. Jones. And yes. then Dominique Robinson. No. Yeah, I... I does it say know. what college they went to? Yeah, Justin Jones went to NC State. Mike Pennell Jr. went to Colorado San Pueblo. Wow. Uh, no. Travis Gibson went to Tulsa. No. And the other defensive uh, lineman went to Miami, Ohio. So there's wow. a reason. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
So the one guy I know, Jaquan Brisker, the rest of them, I, I'll name them off for you. Matthew Adams, Joe Thomas, Nicholas Morrow, Jalen Jones, DeAndre Houston Carson, and Kyler Gordon. I know wow. uh, Jalen Jones. Okay. I think so, 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 wow. so the three of us. There's no way they're trading away the first pick. <laughs> no. <laughs> they, need too many, they, see, they need too much help on defense. But here's the thing. You could trade that pick away and maybe get stack some picks. Right. So, uh, yeah, well, yeah, you do. I, I think that they. I don't know how many picks they have in this draft, but I would, I would take a multiple pick in exchange yeah. for because, like, the question is. So he, here's a good question: Is there a franchise changing quarterback in this draft? Because that's what everybody's going to want, right? Like, like you, you've got some, some guy. Like you know, you, you've got your guys that we just talked about who could be the number one overall, but do they change? Does Will Anderson change your franchise day one? Like, is he Nick Bosa on the defense? I mean, is Nick Bosa Nick Bosa without the other seven Pro Bowlers around? I mean, don't get me wrong; he's a Nick, baller. Nick, but Nick like, Bosa's a. But I mean, baller. he definitely benefits from a lot of like pick your poison. Um, but I heard a lot about Phil. Like I've been hearing rumors of like potentially Fields being traded. That's to, crazy. Uh, it's cr- there's no quarterback in this draft better than Fields. None. Potential for like draft capital and things like that for um like to the Falcons. For who? Who's gonna? What? You know, Marcus Mariota? Is that who you want to get in return? I mean, to start? If you, if you, if you, they want the pick. We'll give it to him. Let's go. If if you if you look at it and say okay, Fields. I know he can run great. Is that has there been any long-term success with a quarterback who runs very well? And the answer is pretty much no. Like there's no long-term success. So you figure you can trade him now, right? He you know he's exciting. Trade him to Atlanta. Atlanta needs a running quarterback that can throw far. That's a scheme we run, yes. Yes. So that would be great for them. They can give up some picks, capital, couple players to the Bears. The Bears, you suck. So you having a sucky quarterback for a year is really not going to hurt. You can pick up some picks, maybe pick up uh, what's the um the kid uh Ritter, take Ritter. You know what I'm saying? Keep him. Okay. He's still in the rookie contract. That. You know what I'm saying? Like I can see, I can see them getting Ritter after but, after looking at this Bears team. Th- they need every position, right? Yeah. So it's uh, like so. But so you wait if you so get you rid of the one difference? There? Well, not difference maker, but probably one of the best players on your team in Justin Fields. Like, oh, what do you get in return for that? Capital, you get draft capital and players. So like you're, you're basically sucking for another year and hope. Like who who are you expecting yeah. in the 2024 draft that is going to come out that's going to be the guy, or are you hoping that somebody like freaking, um, well 2024 you got Caleb Williams. I mean hell, you could draft Stetson yeah. Bennett. Yeah, and you got a guy who's old enough to be he's <laughs> he's older than Justin Fields right now, isn't he? And you never know what quarterbacks drop. I mean, like last year. They had uh, my man Willis getting drafted number seven. He fell so the third round. <laughs> so I mean, like quarterbacks, you might get lucky and have one slide back to the third yeah, round. Like, Young, Will Levis, uh, 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 Anthony Richardson. You know, a guy that people will be like, oh, you know what? Maybe he's not the franchise guy. And now you have a cheaper option, and you still have a quarterback on a sucky team. But Justin Fields is still in his rookie deal, though. He's mm-hmm. not even. Is he even? That's up why for it'll him? be. Yeah, it, and it'll be cheap. But it's just one of those things, like. What's, you can have a great quarterback like Justin Fields, and he can do everything. He can run, jump, slide, throw, and still win four games. 
Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, you you could you could realistically <laughs> draft Anthony Richardson and get probably the same productivity that Justin Fields is giving you thus far. I I will concede that because they're Whoa. very similar. As far as what 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 is Justin Fields produced in the NFL right now that Anthony Richardson can't give you? Okay, all right. Other than a couple highlights, fair. Now, I'm not saying that I, I think that Justin Fields is a better thrower of the football, but I'm just saying what he's yeah. giving you thus far. I don't yeah, know. I mean, uh, I don't, first, that's interesting. First quarterback for Mel Kuyper. Who is it? It's go, he's got him going to the Texans at number Will two. Will Levis. CJ. CJ. Oh, CJ Stroud. Yeah, I forgot. He's a big high CJ, and then he's got Will Anderson going to the Cardinals. They don't need a quarterback. Now, the Colts, their second team need a quarterback. Who does Kuyper have? Because Kuyper is like notoriously known for being wrong at this. So I, I, you're, I'd be shocked if it's not Will Levis, the second one. Bryce. I think it's Bryce. Bryce. Are you looking at this, Kenny, or no? No, I'm okay. looking at. Okay. Really? He has Bryce Young as the second quarterback off the board? Yeah, he has Bryce. And then the Seahawks, he has them taking a quarterback. Really? Yeah. Will Levis. Yeah, it's Will Levis. Yeah. And then the next quarterback is all the way down at number nine, the Panthers. And that is Anthony Richardson. It is. So he's got four quarterbacks in the top 10. I don't know if if there's, but but, but the thing is with quarterbacks, man, it's a win now league. You have to get a quarterback. Three of the four quarterbacks that are in the, uh, championship games right now are all on rookie deals so that yeah. means that you can build your team around those guys we saw that start off with russell wilson russell wilson was the first one in seattle they were able to keep the legion of boom around because yeah. they drafted him in the third round and he led them to a super bowl yeah kenny question all right now so you have an option you can draft the quarterback or trade for brock purdy or land san francisco's not letting brock purdy go like now they're so, talking about they're talking about letting Jimmy G play in the next game if he's healthy. What are you talking about? They let him no, go. No, they'll they'll they'll, they'll they have make, Jimmy G available. Jimmy G is not starting. Or I'm a big 49ers fan, so let me just put that out there. Brock Purdy starting the next game. Jim, you're Jimmy, you're real disappointed if you get to the Super Bowl and Jimmy G's Jimmy starting. G's oh, I'm gonna be super disappointed with his one pick in the chamber. Garoppolo will get traded before Brock Purdy does. Some He's some team deal, right? will pick. Okay, up but you, but, but yeah. So that brings a good point, though. So would you take any of these four quarterbacks over if you had a chance? to take Brock Purdy or Trey Lance? Would you take any of these four? I just want to know where we're at quarterback class-wise. Ooh, that's a very good question. Trey Lance, maybe. So so Brock Purdy, you would you would take Somebody these four? Offering you a, a second and a third round pick for Brock Purdy. It's mm, a good question. I mean, you, you'd have to assume. Because they got to get rid of at least one of those guys. At least. One of them. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, I, I think Kyle Shanahan is more in love with the potential of Trey Lance being a run because he wants to run the ball. Yeah. And if he if he can make you pay 11 on 11, he's going to do that. So he's going to lean towards Trey Lance and his big arm and the running ability over a Brock Purdy who is I, okay, I so think Brock Purdy is a great quarterback. So we'll so. take we'll take Trey Lance out of it. So we're saying he stays. So at number nine, the Panthers. Are you taking Anthony Richardson, or would you rather have Brock Purdy in your pick? I just I don't know that it's, it, you can just give him a, a, a first round pick for Brock Purdy. Would you do that? No, no, no. I'm saying I'm no, saying no, you, you get to keep your pick. Right. You get Brock, but like you trade like a second and third. Yeah. So you trade and second and third is, is very. 
Yeah. Remember, NFL, this ain't Madden. It's yeah. some quality yeah. in the second, third round. I don't know. That's a good question. I, I would do I'd do that deal if I were if I were um freak who you say was Carolina? Uh, Carolina, Carolina, I'd do that deal. I'd i I'd do because well, who who are you gonna stick with there that's there? Nobody. I mean, I mean, you could you could draft Anthony Richardson at number nine though, and then you could have your second and third pick. Nah. Yeah. Or you could make a trade for like one of the vets, you know, Derek Carr. Oh I'm god. Like, oh god. Because oh, Colts, Derek Carr's not bad. He just doesn't have a defense. Stop. I'm like, you know, it. We know you're a Raiders fan. Stop. Stop. All right. So another rumor, right? <laughs> the rumor mill spinning. Last one. Um, that Anthony Richardson to Carolina. And I saw uh, a. Um, what do you call it, a mock, that he's going to the Ravens after they trade Lamar Jackson. What? I saw, I saw a mock that said Anthony Richardson to, falls to the Ravens, and Anthony and Lamar's like, you know, he's traded, whatever. They're going to trade Lamar. Bro, the Ravens don't pick till 22. That's crazy. Where, it's where, where, where who, who's going to trade for Lamar Jackson? Right here, Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta was about to give up. Two hundred million to Deshaun, nasty, dirty man Watson. What are you talking about? I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out. Well, not, not because I don't think that Lamar Jackson. I'm just saying, like, what, what do you have to give up to get Lamar Jackson in draft capital? Well, I don't uh, think you have to. I think, uh, I think he's on his, he's out of his deal, right? Well, oh, they, is he a free? Is he unrestricted free agent? No, I think he might be re- no, restricted. He's, he's restricted, so it would be definitely like a, a sign and trade, yeah, type sign and trade type deal. God, I mean, you saw the Kings ransom the Broncos gave up for Russell Wilson. Um, Jeez, boy, saw what the Browns that gave would up. be that'd be seismic. If that would be probably, yeah, I mean, it'd probably be the biggest trade since Herschel Walker back in the day. Uh, the Agreed, what was it, man. Cowboys, yeah, Cowboys trade back in the day. It'd probably, be, it'd probably be the second biggest to that. Wow, in terms of draft capital, if if Lamar Jackson ended up ends up in Atlanta in this offseason, Arthur Blank gets a second chance to make it right. <laughs> he gets his new Michael Vick. <laughs> he can make it right with the city. Oh, he gets a make right, huh? Oh, yeah. man. I can't, I can't even like, I can't wrap my brain around Lamar Jackson being in Atlanta, man. Right. It would be every Sunday, every other Sunday in Atlanta, it would be uh what was it called back in the day, Kenny? The um the Greek Fest? No. Uh <laughs> what was it? They used to do it in Atlanta. Freaknik. Oh, Freaknik. Okay. Yeah, I was like, what? Are we going that far back? Yeah. 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 It was every other Sunday. That If you brought Lamar to the city, Waffle it would House be popping everywhere. crazy. It would wow. be insanity. You want to talk about the number one selling jersey in the nation? For sure. Lamar Jackson. For hey, sure. I get one. <laughs> well, I ain't even a Falcons fan. Like, straight up, that would be the – because I turn on the Falcons games now on Sundays because it's like – uh, you just have to watch them, right? You, it's like you you kind of put it on the background. You fall asleep. I, I, ain't, I ain't gonna cap. I I don't even watch the Falcons when they play the 49ers, and I'm a 49ers fan. I'm just mm. like I don't care. See, but here's the thing: like growing up in Atlanta, like they're your team, right? You can't go. You like you can't be like Kenny, right? And be like I'm a Raiders fan. I'm a Dodgers fan. I'm a Gators fan. And I love the Yankees. You know, like you can't be like Kenny. You know what I'm saying? Listen, so, listen. I, I grew up in Alabama. I'm a 49ers fan. I'm a Chicago Bulls fan. I love all. I grew I went up to Auburn, Green so. Beach, baby. We ain't got no team, so I'm a free agent. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> well, I, I didn't. I didn't grow up in a professional sports town, so I just had to gravitate yeah. towards the, the people I like. But well, I stuck. I didn't. I didn't. I don't. I don't uh, hop around with players though i stick to i stuck to my team for forever 
So, but here in Georgia, you, you stick with your teams because they've been for here sure. forever. So, like, you got to put it on in the background. Everybody watches it, but nobody wants to admit they watch the Falcons, right? It's one of those, like, you watch the game? Nah, man, I don't really know what happened. But, like, you really know what happened, you know? Right. You bring Lamar in, bro, it's pure, amazing television. Yeah, I, I that would be uh, that'd be something, man. That would definitely be something. You would have ludicrous at timeouts <laughs> and, and rapping. Just yeah. do it. Uh, it would you, it would be nuts. It would you be have, nuts you've had you've had little John the East Side boys coming out of retirement to do and a halftime so show. Atlanta. He's so Atlanta boy. I'm telling you, he definitely, like, he, definitely he definitely has that swag. Yeah, like, you would I look at him as like, God, man, you would look good in that black and red. But we're getting way off topic now. But nah, I mean, that, that would be crazy. It was just my GM, my GM rumors. But before so, we get out of here, though, where, where's yeah. your where's your guy Stetson looking like he's going to fall in this draft as far as the first mocks are coming out here? So here's the thing. So Stetson, Mel Kuyper thinks that he's a uh, what third round quarterback. Interesting, right? Yeah. He had a chance to go to the Reese Senior Bowl, but mm-hmm. they they were waiting on Will Levis. And Stetson told him, hey, yeah, I'm willing to come. And they kind of put him on the back burner. So now he's not going to the senior bowl. I think they could have helped him out. I don't know if that could have hurt him at all. Um, I think that could have definitely helped him out, but now he's not. Uh, so, you know, I think we went from beginning of the year, because I have a $20 bet with uh, my business partner that I said Stetson will be on an NFL roster or a practice squad, or he even let me get practice squad. Yeah, you're um, gonna win that money. Yeah, yeah. So, so at the beginning of the year, that's where we were, though. That was the bet, and I said he will. He said he wouldn't, and now we're talking about him being a third round potential pick. I mean, you know, it, it's it's really it's one of those it's one of those stories, man. That I could see him go into a team in like the third round that could just use him as a backup, but then all of a sudden the, the starter gets hurt, kind of like a he Brock could, Purdy He could be situation. another Brock Party type yeah. of situation and where he, he comes in and, and, yeah. and just wins the Super Bowl, you know? And you're like, what is this kid? Like, how? But yeah, he just continues you, to do it, you know? I told y'all, Minnesota Vikings, man. It would that, would be like, that would be a crazy fit for him. Yeah. If Cousins goes down and then you got him passing to Justin Jefferson, like... Yeah. I mean, but that's 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 that is... That is Stetson Bennett's story. Like, that would be his story. He gets drafted yeah. to the Vikings. Everybody's like, oh, man, you drafted a 25-year-old quarterback. Man, it's crazy. And then Cousins goes down. And then they're like, oh, we got to count on this kid to make a playoff run. And then he makes the playoff run. Like, he just has that now yeah, with him. It, it, at first, you thought it was kind of like a – not even a joke, but a, a like – There's a fluke. It was yeah, like it was a yeah, fluke. Yeah. yeah. And then now he did it like, again. All right. I mean, what team is he going to do this for for the NFL? And so somebody's going to have to take a shot on him. Uh, I don't care about his age or whatever. Like, I wouldn't use a first round pick like they used on uh, Brandon Whedon back in the day when he was like 27, Crazy. you know? But like a third round pick, fourth round pick on Stetson? Yeah. To get a really solid backup quarterback? That's, I would do that's, it. that's the thing that people forget, man. There are 32 teams in the league, man. That means that there are 64 quarterbacks out there. You're telling me that there are 63 guys or 64 quarterbacks out there in existence that are better than Stetson Bennett, and I'm telling you, you're no. crazy. No, I'm watching you guys this, start not, right now in the NFL that are not better than Stetson Bennett. You can Bennett start today. for the Texans today. Like they just like you just you can't convince me of that. That's why that's why it's like I always found it so crazy when people start talking about stuff like like um. 
you know, and I don't think he's 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 a starting quarterback, but like like Cam Newton, for instance. Like you're telling me Cam Newton couldn't be somebody's backup quarterback right now. Would he want to be a backup? I'm saying probably not. Probably not but you're telling no. me he couldn't be in Atlanta right now. He he couldn't have played on uh, in Atlanta last season as a yeah. backup quarterback. Yeah. Like, you're telling me there's 64 players that play the quarterback position you think are better than Cameron Newton. You're crazy. Right now in his mid-30s, not the same athlete, all that kind of stuff, you guys trotted Marcus Mariota out there. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Let's be serious. Yeah. They tried it. They tried it. So crazy. Anyway, um, happy for my guy Derek Hall. He's getting first and second round gra- draft grades right now, early stuff. Nice. So, man, we might have the potential of getting uh, a guy drafted in the first two rounds again for Auburn. Um, when last year? We had us, I think, uh, no, um, I think the highest draft we had was third round with um, McCrary when the. Well, was he second round? I can't remember where the Roger McCray was. But yeah, uh, Roger hey, McCray was our highest. Uh, is there going to be a Florida player drafted this year, Kenny? Richardson. Oh, okay. Um, I, was, I, was just, I was checking. Richardson, Javon Dexter, Osiris okay. Torrance. Okay. Um, let's go. Uh, I'm, I think Trey Dean will probably be drafted because he's going he's gonna to be like one of those like fucking draft, uh, the combine, all Americans. He's going to yeah. look great, test out the waters. Um, probably uh, Rashad Torrance will probably get drafted. Ventrell Miller will probably be a late pick. Um, Ventrell Miller is an interesting one because of all the stuff surrounding him. But yeah, because last, uh, last year you had three players, so I was just making sure you guys were, were going to attend the draft this year. But we got somebody in the first round, right? Uh, last year, yeah. yeah. I mean, Kyrie Elam, yeah. And the year yeah. before that, I'm just I'm just making sure. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm just saying, like, hey, I understand the trash talk, but we we get it we get it done on paper. Don't worry about it. I was just making sure you guys are showing up done. this year. You guys we, definitely have the athletes to be able to yes, get out get there guys, and make some noise. Athletes. But yeah, man, uh, I think hey, you, you think uh, so, so. Before we get out of here, realistically, is Anthony Richardson going first round? First round, oh, yeah. he's getting out the door. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because. So, He's, he's he, you said he's being mocked right now as what the number two number quarterback nine. off the board number or fourth fourth, fourth quarterback the fourth, fourth quarterback fourth, off the like board that, yeah. so you don't think that we get outside of the there there are our teams who who are the teams that need a quarterback that Anthony Richardson fits for you said Atlanta maybe Atlanta oh God, no Carolina no. I'm just saying people who need a quarterback not I mean they need a quarterback but who but Atlanta like, but Carolina Richardson. Indianapolis um. Seahawks, realistically, I mean, Gino. So, who's? I, I mean, I got to look at the head coaching situations and like who who's going to be drafting these guys. I think there's a chance Anthony Richardson does not get drafted in the first round. I'm going to put it like this: right now, he's mocked. I think he the front team may fall is like an Anthony, like behind a um, Lamar Jackson Ravens type thing. But when he gets to the combine, and oh yeah, he's going to he he's going to be nuts, and he lines up and runs a four four or. A four three something forty. That's six five, two hundred forty pounds. He's going first round. Who's who's and the backup the to Josh Allen right now? I'm in in uh in Buffalo. Isn't it Jake Fromm? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who it is. Jake Fromm was sitting on the couch collecting the check. And that's what I, I think. Comps like like who are you sitting behind, and is that guy somebody who you have similar skills to? So like that's why I think Josh Allen type of thing, right? Like. A mobile quarterback, big dude. You can run the same system with this guy. 
Like if you got to change your entire system, then I just don't know why you, but, but again, listen, GMs make crazy decisions all the times that I would never make. And, uh, some of them work out, some of them don't, but you, you gotta be committed to either. This is going to be your guy of the future. So we're going to change our program to fit what he does, or you're going to have to figure out some kind of weird way to convince him to come be, uh, what what's the uh, Cordell Stewart right? Who's going to come in as a quarterback? But we're going to play him everywhere but quarterback until a quarterback goes down. So I don't know. Anyway, uh, let's get out of here, man. That's, anybody got anything, any final words before we we, we check out of here? Are you uh, before I, before? Because I, I, I asked Kenny, I asked Kenny, I, are are you guys going to show up to the draft? Because I know you had one last year, so I just check Nike. I know for sure Derek Hall is getting drafted. Echo will get drafted. I don't know where he's going to get drafted. Um, but so outside of that. I'm going to keep it a buck with you. I don't Brandon know who Cox, I forgot about him. Yeah, man. Who? We're going to have about seven guys. No, we'll probably have, we'll have six or seven guys drafted. I, I'd be surprised if we had more than three get drafted this season just because there's oh, not man. a lot of, ain't a lot of draft capital on that team. Don't don't let the don't let the record, you know what I'm saying, fool you at, at down in Gainesville. We get them to the league. <laughs> We're a factory, baby. We get that, them that there. Might be, that might be worse than, than uh, that's not. The bad, that's the bad part. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. the bad part. Yeah, that's 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 what that's what gets coaches fired right there. You got yeah, yeah. a bunch Production of kids getting NFL. drafted Damian off of your Pierce, squad. Damian Pierce is why yeah. coaches get fired. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. 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 All right, man, let's get out of here, man. Uh, we, I'm going to start with Paul. What's up, man? Tell the people where they can find you. Oh, man, check me out at P Mahari, M-A-H-A-R-R-Y on Twitter. Check me out at UJSports.com and also Georgia Bulldogs football on YouTube. Kenny. What you got? You can find me at uh, Twitter, T2T underscore KB2. Um, and then YouTube, Toe to Toe Sports. Every Saturday, live, baby. Yes, indeed. Go ahead and get him some, Ike. Yes, indeed. I am Ike Jones. You can find me, TWR Ike Jones, on Twitter. I am with the War Report, warreport.com. But we are right here in the A-Man Corner Auburn Express podcast, man. We're out of here. Until next time, man, we'll holler at y'all. Peace!